Hello and welcome to episode 6 of Blethered. Before getting started, Paul McGuigan will be running the London Marathon in April for the Stroke Association. He's got a Just Given page that you can find on his Twitter account, which is at guig, G-U-I-G, underscore 07. I'll include the link in the podcast notes. And he's also holding a charity raffle where you can win a load of great prizes, which include an overnight bed and breakfast at the Dakota Hotel in Eurocentral, afternoon tea for two at Turnberry, a voucher for Slater's menswear, a DiMaggio's voucher, tickets for the stand, and a load of other good prizes. If you want to support Paul and the Stroke Association, then head over to his Twitter page where you can sort you out with tickets and where you can find a link to his Just Giving page if you want to donate as well. I'd like to use the podcast uh, from now to highlight good causes, so if you've got something you want me to mention uh, or sort of give a shout, get in touch anytime uh, and I'd be delighted to. to the Blethered Podcast. I'm Sean McDonald and this is episode 6 where I speak to Connor Freel. Connor's a 22-year-old guy from Glasgow who's been very honest and open with his gambling issues. We talk about how gambling became an everyday thing for him and the eventual impact it went on to have on his life and how he then came to overcome it. Connor's been forthright with his experiences on social media and in this podcast uh, in the hope that it will help people who are either at the start or in the midst of any addiction issues with gambling. It's something that's becoming a silent issue for a lot of people and I hope that this resonates with you, if that's the case. If, like me, you're not a gambler, then I hope it can help you to understand the affliction and how it can impact people without you ever realising. I was completely naive to how many people were being affected by it and completely unaware, so I take my hat off to Connor for being so positive and brave and not only tackling his own issues head on, but being able and willing to speak as freely as he, he has on the podcast and in general. It's understandably a stressful and sometimes embarrassing thing for people to admit to themselves, let alone speak to any other people about. If any of this conversation or any of those points does mirror your own life, it's important to know that there's help available. You can turn things around. There are friends, family and professionals who can help take that burden off your shoulders and help you take control of your situation. That's enough from me. I hope you enjoy the chat that we had. Thanks very much for joining. Uh, if you want to just, we'll get straight into it and just tell me about your gambling career, so to speak. How did it start for you? Well, first things first is you've had a lot of good, good clientele in this show so far. <laughs> now you've got a 22 year old plumber who's came on here after slagging plumbers the last few times. That was the career path wanted, people wanted on it, but I've been into that career. There's nothing special about me, I'm just your average 22 year old. And basically, what happened is I've, I've had a gambling problem and I've had it for probably four years now and I lied to myself, I lied to my mum, I lied to my dad, I lied to people I was with, I lied to friends about what I was actually doing with my money and I'm lucky, luckily enough I've seen sense but it all started when I was younger, it's just like everybody else, They're like Sean McGraw first a little bit, Grand National, Grand National aye. just like everybody else, a couple of quid in the Grand National. When I was actually four year old I got my first big winner. My dad always tells me I had a pound and it's kind of like you're a bit of a still game uh, 
stop getting fan yourself and it's kind of like when you're at Winston's in the bookies and it's <laughs> more and it's like that Oh, all the pretty trophy jerseys and all that. My nephew's called Darren. Ah, my nephew's called Darren, and then it's like the, he closes his eyes and thumbs right on it, and that's that's kind of how it was. My dad but it got to me, pick numbers, and I just picked numbers and I put a pound on it for us. I was waiting on uh, Inverness. It was back when Inverness were in like the second division, but one of the top dogs basically. And they were I, they were the only team that were drawn. It was the last minute, and they scored in the last minute. I won like three hundred and sixty pound. And that was that was my first big one. As I got a bit older, I did, it was like I never really liked horse racing. Like it's why any hangs in your house in it. Mm-hmm. But horse racing's when you're a wee guy or what? Watch your football. Yeah. Like, like, damn, I can we get that off? You know <laughs> what I mean? And you keep, you keep. I started started when I was about fourteen. I started kind of getting into horse racing. It's only in my house that much. I started taking out quite an interest in it. And then as I got to fifteen, sixteen, started working, started my apprenticeship. £140 a week my dad would put a five or coupon on for us sometimes do a horse here or there but I couldn't really get into the bookmakers yet by the time I was 17 I started to a fake ID I used to my pal's IDs I was at college at the time uh, so at college doing my plumbing basically what it is, is it was a lot of older people in my class it was quite funny apprenticeships usually uh, associated with being with young people but I was actually the oldest in my class so uh, sorry the youngest in my class so, 17, the all started going to the bookies, uh, and it was the one at Springburn. If anybody's been at Springburn, you'll know you walk up the wee hill in the Valley Hills on the left hand side. So, we used to get three breaks. We used to get a 10 to, uh, 10 to 11, I think it was 1 to, one to 2, and then uh, we used to get up, it was maybe only half an hour, say half 2 to half 3, but mm-hmm. uh, half 2 to 3, sorry, but turn it half 2 to half 3, and then we'd usually get let away after that. And then I ended up just finding myself in the bookies constantly. And it was like an hour every day but I wasn't actually playing at that higher stakes at the times because by the time I went to college I was still young maybe only getting £140 a week mm. and I was going out every weekend right. so when you're going out every weekend you're probably leaving yourself with like 40 quid or something like that but I was still there I was still getting a smell for it I was still seeing people I was, I was enticed with it I come from a family of gamblers my uncles lost basically everything through it and one of my cousins right now he's in gambling and on us and it's, it's not pretty do you know what I mean I've seen it it was Every time the racing was on, it was it was the focal point of like family meetings mm-hmm. and like, like Boxing Day. We used to got my cousin Richards uh, a couple of times. Used to watch it. Uh, what's it called again? Uh, was it Kempton? I'm not like uh, King George. We used to watch it every year, and it was kind of like family thing. Everybody would have different horses on, and you kind of. I was getting to that stage. I was like, I want that to be me, and then I had eighteen. First thing I done was down one ten gambling. <laughs> gambling apps really? on their phone uh, why, why so many like, is there a reason for I don't that? know I just thought because you can sign up more for us ah, right, do you right. know what I mean entice people right, in right. So you, get, like, you get bet 10 get 33 mm-hmm. you stake a 10 pound bet or something you get 30 pound free bets so, so if you send up to sign up to 10 mm-hmm. you get about 300 pound free to play with right. and you've, you've deposited 100 you know what I mean but right. My birthday, my 18th birthday, we have about a grand, you know what I mean? Uh, <laughs> I was, I was uh, buzzing, I was like, oh, a pound. Was, and then I start, I kind of started, for the, I was 18, and I started gambling, I was gambling quite heavy. Not as heavy, not quite heavy, sorry, I wasn't gambling heavy at that time, I was gambling just, it was like fivers and tenors. Mm-hmm. It wasn't anything like bad, but then, what uh, age was I? I was, 19 and I was uh, 19 I was quite worried about losing my apprenticeship because I wasn't I wasn't I still don't drive but 
it was one of the big things was you need to get a license the guy I was working for kept telling that you need to get a license you need to get a license and then I get told I was to go in for an operation to get my ankle reconstructed and I was like right well I'm going to be a first probably six month fairly or something and I was like I'm going to have no money I was like I need to save so I saved that I saved that a few thousand pounds and then I ended up getting kept on my apprenticeship and then told the guy two weeks later I was going to be after six months. Oh, <laughs> Wasn't he happy? <laughs> so, I've, I've, basically I was bedbound and I was lying in bed and I had this cast on a, the racing channel. I had nothing else to do. I started gambling all the time and it's gradual. You don't actually see it happening. Do you know what I mean? It's like, it's a one minute, one minute you're doing tenors and then it's only tenors. You wouldn't even ever go higher than a tenor. Then it's twenty quid, and fifty quid, and then a hundred quid. But it was like through that time, it was just that it was a hard time for us as well because I was quite lonely. Do you know mm-hmm. what I mean? I was you're lying with a cast. Do you know what I mean? There's nothing to do. There's nothing excitement. I was getting that wee thrill out of it. Do you know what I mean? If I was getting winners, and it was, it was just it was it started to just creep up this, and then by the time I'd went back to work, I, that money I'd saved, I'd, I'd done probably about half of it. But then I went back to work. I went back to work in uh, Fe- February, late February, and Cheltenham was a couple of weeks away. And I, I get, I, the week I went back, I got paid off. I get, the guy thought I was just calling him the full time because mm-hmm. obviously I didn't drive and I'd done this and I'd went off. Mm-hmm. And I, I came back, I got paid off. And I was like, oh, what am I going to do? I've no experience. I just finished my apprenticeship. Mm-hmm. I was like, what am I going to do? And then I fucking, I'd been kept. I'd been kept. Uh, I'd, I'd go to a redundancy package, so I'd get like an hour, two and a half going on, and then I just went mental at Cheltenham, and that was that was the first time I started to stink high. Stink. Did, did you win? Oh, I don't know. I, 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 I had winners, but I, I, overall week I was definitely down. I was probably a couple of grand down easy, man, and fucking hell. easily, man, and like I don't know why I probably should have stopped ten, but I got a thrill from it being off. What um. What, I know you were saying like being at college and sort of going with pals to the bookies and a family thing but do, do you think you started because you thought that's just what you do or did you feel you had a genuine interest or desire to start? I always had a genuine interest in horse racing mm-hmm. and I always had a genuine interest in football but I think it's because my dad does it Aye. do you know what I mean? Like, it's like, do you think that's like a I think it's a society huh? Aye. I, think it's a, I, think it's a, I don't know if it's a fellow Glasgow or if it's just East End of Glasgow I don't know. I think I, think, I don't know even these. I think it's the pride areas. I, mm. I really do. I mean, I looked up the day. I, there's two hundred five betting shops in Glasgow. So right. there's only eighty in Edinburgh. Aye. So it's a welfare place, Edinburgh, and that. But like, when you go into, you're sitting in the buy suit now, right? Mm-hmm. There's uh, well, we too much of it, but. You ain't care about it, when you go to Edinburgh City Centre. Mm-hmm. You don't walk buying mountains or bookies. No, that's true, actually. I've been uh, in Edinburgh a wee bit the past few weeks. And uh, now you, you say that, it doesn't. It's, it's hard to find one. And then you walk up Gordon Street outside uh, Central Station, there's three or four next door to each other. Uh, that's, got, that's to me is nuts like, uh, that there's that many there. You've got, you've got, you've got, uh, when you walk up there, you've got, what, you've got the Bally Hill, you've got the Ladbrokes, and you've got the Paddy Pearl and mm-hmm. the Hunt Fonsi. No, I mean, it's, it's, it's far too much. And that's and I'd lost that money at Cheltenham. And, then it's just I don't know I, I can't even actually put my finger on how it happened but it just it went crazy and I'd started I'd started with a new company and I was getting monthly pay and when I was getting monthly pay I'd, I'd, it was March March late March I was starting them so it was monthly pay and I was getting good pay so as I say I'm a plumber but I was working in Edinburgh 
Mm-hmm. And when you're working in Edinburgh, like, they give you a travel like, time, it was, it's called. Right. So it's like time and a half at the rate I was getting. Uh-huh. So it's like worth enough six and a half quid a month to me. Mm-hmm. So like, I was clearing like £2,400 a month. So it's like, it's a lot for a young guy. A lot for a young It's too much for me. Like, what if I got nothing to pay? Uh-huh. My mom's dick money. It's money to play, isn't it? Aye, it's money. That's it. And I was, nah, no, forget it. I'm coming back. It was a June. We're sitting, we're sitting in the van coming back from Edinburgh. I walked to a big Australian guy, Matt. It's Shane to our guy. And this is when I, this is, this is sort of when I knew I'd had a problem, but I let, I let it go on for like another year and a half after that. And basically what happened was, we're sitting in it, we're sitting in the van, we're coming back, Royal Ascot's one. Royal Ascot's my favourite event I love mm-hmm. for horse racing. I love betting on it, I love it. Right? And I'm coming back, and I, I, I think I'd lost it. I'd, I'd done a big bet on the first race. I'd done like a hundred pound because I had that money in Ireland. It was Ireland. Probably it was the best wage I'd ever had. Do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And I was like, well, I've been able to live in this. I'll be able to live in that. And I lost a hundred quid. I was like, fuck man, a hundred quid. So I need to get that back. So I ended up doing like thirty in the next race. I think it was like a two-one shot just to try and get my money back. Mm-hmm. I started at four hundred pound down. And Matt was trying to talk to me, and he's trying to talk to me, and he's like. God, oh God, and I was like, oh, what are you talking about, Matt, what's happening? He's on do it again. Ah, he's on do it, and he's like, mate, what are you doing? He's like, what in the fucking state are you? He's like, you're shaking and all that. I was like, you're fucking honest. He's like, God, oh man, please, please just go home. He's like, look at the actual state of you, you're red raw. He's like, man, you, 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 look, you look like I've got to start greeting. I was like, man, I fucking feel yeah, you. Yeah, I'd be in tears at losing uh, 20 quid, never mind that much. He's, he's like, man, how much you lost? I was like, 400 quid or something, mate. He's like, for fuck's sake, mate. He's like, because... He doesn't really understand it either, man. He's like, fuck's sake, mate, can you just please go up the road? And I was like, right, right. I knew I wasn't going up the road. Mm-hmm. I knew where I was going. I was going to the Wall of Hill and Toll Cross. Drops drops off at London with McDonald's. I was going to the Wall of Hill and Toll Cross. Then I went, I went, took it with you. Well, I could take it. I think it was two and a half quid I could take it. So yeah, it was, that's how much I read there. So getting the bookies. It wasn't even Royal Ask, it was an hour race. I lied to myself. I was like, fuck, man, what am I doing here? And then I was still thinking to myself, I was like, oh, fuck it, man, just do it. So I've got that money there anyway. He said, man, it's, it was more than I was ever paid when I was at my last company. I was like, oh, that'll be what it lasts me a month. Mm-hmm. Oh, fucking ass. I was looking at the board and I seen one. I was like, oh, three to one. I was like, yeah, that's the one. So I've, I've thrown it out to a quid. I was a bit hesitant. But it was maybe like a minute before they went off. Mm-hmm. I was like, yeah, you fucking man, doing it. I walked up to the, the towel. And the guy was on his phone. I'm going to forget it, man. And he was fucking about, man. And I was already this time... I really, really stressed out and yeah, like really all over the place. My emotions were all over the place. And I'm sitting there and I'm like, mate, mate, come on, man. And he, he's, he's like, two minutes, mate. And I'm like, for fuck's sake, mate, I've just got to come out. And he came out and he put it on and he went, you've missed that race. Oh, and I, I was like, you're fucking joking, isn't you? And he's like, nah, you've missed it. And he, 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 I watched the race, I knew it was going to happen, I knew it was going to win, you know what I mean? And it won, and I caused an absolute scene in the ball hole, I was shouting and bawling, swearing at a guy, calling him a fat ginger specky <laughs> bastard, you know what I mean? I was giving him a bit tight, and, and then people were just looking at me, and I, just, I walked to the show in pure rage, and I, I walked up the, I walked up the road, it's a two minute walk, I walked up and I went, man, I fucking cunt, I had this dick and all that, you know what I mean? And then it came out. I lay in and then in visualisation sets in you've lost 400 pounds but then I kept rambling and being in that night I think I'd lost 700 pounds and I, I just sat there I sat there and it's it's like it lingers up in you and you start to feel the stress and you start to mm-hmm. feel the emotion you go through the emotions 
you, you think to yourself, why am I doing this to myself? And then you think to yourself, no, one male will make it all better. Mm-hmm. And it's, it's sad, it's really sad that you would even think like that. That seems to be the common thing that people, instead of saying, right, just cut it there, will say, right, I can win this back, I can get this back. Do you think that? It's just... uh, of course, it's, it's, but it's, I've, I've seen, like, when I... When I when I done if, when I done my original thread, people were commenting on it going like that. I'm so weak minded, you know what? Mm-hmm. And I, I, I'm complete opposite. I think I'm strong minded. Mm-hmm. I, I think to myself, see see if you're weak minded, you want to you want to every penny that you've got. Do you oh, know what I mean? So I, it seems to be a strong compulsion. I, it's a mentality. It's a mentality thing that I'm going to do that. I'm going to win. Do you know what I mean? Belief. It's like it's like see anybody that knows me, they'll know what my mentality is. I want to win everything. Mm-hmm. Don't care how I do it, I win. But I hate losing. Do you know what I mean? And that's it just spurred me on and it mm-hmm. was like in me and I was like, no, I'm not letting these cunts get away with me or something. I had to try my hardest and then but some sometimes I'll see myself and I've every penny in the bank's gone. And like that. and I still try to learn my social life. Right. Like, I, I've never I've never stopped I've never stopped my social life. I've tapped my man down and they've been like, How are you getting any money? And I'd make up some bullshit excuse. Mm-hmm. Do you know what I mean? I've tapped pals and that and that's the so that, that royal asket that came and it started, it was just getting out of control. I was losing like four and a half, five and a half pound, like every month. But I'm getting like, like that's, that's a lot of money, do you know what I mean? Like, it's like, I'm, when, I, when, I did, when I was working in Glasgow, I wasn't getting that enhanced rate. Mm-hmm. So I was like clearing maybe like 16 and a half pound. And then you were taking like 200 off a month, so it's 40 and a half pound. So like, you're, you're basically giving that a third of your wage every month for fuck all. Like, I work hard, mate, do you know what right. I mean? And I'm, right. I'm, giving, I'm giving this up, and what for? in people's pockets so it got it was it was bad and it was bad and I was losing constantly I was losing constantly I was, it was really really saddening me I was starting to get to the point I was getting really really stressed out about it all I'd done was stress about money all mm-hmm. I'd done was stress about but I stressed about money but never done it about it mm-hmm. and I was it was last October now what, what had happened was I'd went to I'd, I'd went to Tenerife last June I had to tap the person I was with 600 quid to go there and then after that and two months later I was going to Ibiza I was ready to go to Ibiza for seven days but I completely fucked it and I'd went I came down for seven days to four days and I'd fucked that and all but I was like fuck it I'm gone so I tapped my mate and I tapped him and cut all up down the road and they go to him and, you know like Ibiza is man you're on, you're on the plane you're drinking with your mm-hmm. pals and all that and you like, I tell yourself, man, fucking, I was like, when I go to them, my, my pal's not allowed to be there a day. My mate was like, to me, why don't you just stay for the seven? That was like, I don't know what I mean, like, ah, fuck it, I'll stay for the seven. My pal was like, my pal fell out, where's that, mate? He's like, what the fuck you are, but He's like, man, he's like, I think it's alright to fucking gamble your money away, and then you're tapping me money. And I didn't know anything, because I always thought he had money, but he's like, ah, he fucking left me a bit skin to send you on holiday. And I was like, to myself, fuck me, man. I can't believe I'd done that to somebody, do you know what I mean? I felt pure guilty. Mm-hmm. I'd never felt guilty about borrowing money off people before because I always give my back, I always give people my money back. I never mm-hmm. I never ran away from it, do you know mm-hmm. what I mean? And if I, if I knew I wasn't going to have it, I was always straight with them. So I was, I, 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 that had happened and we'd made back up on the holiday and I gave my money back, but he kind of had a word in my eyes, like, you've got to have to stop this. You're all in the state, you man, you're losing all your wages, you're losing everything. So that man, Clothes have not been my thing, but he's like, man, I don't have the same clothes all the time, man. Do you know what I mean? You've got that money, why not go and treat yourself? Mm-hmm. He's like, why not go and do stuff for your money? He's like, what are you doing? He's like, you're just getting mad with it. Because that's what happened, I'd been, been put on a job myself. I was really stressed about the job. So what I was doing, I was just drinking constantly. And when I was drinking constantly, I was going to the bookies constantly. 
and it was just there was no there was no relaxation. It was just constantly living my life basically at pure a hundred mile an hour, drinking, gambling, and it's, it's no good for you. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. It's, it's terrible for you. It's stressing on all fronts. It really, it really is stressing on all fronts. And that that had happened for that period of time. I bonded up to like fourteen and a half stone. Do you know what I mean? I was like, just I was just wasn't I wasn't there. I wasn't mm-hmm. feeling good. Do you know what I mean? And September, September came, and that's when I, that was the big one. I lost one thousand one half pound in a month. That was my that's birth, a wage for a lot of people. I, I know. I'd lost one thousand one half pound in a month, but and that's no including what I was doing in shops. That's just like an analyze mm-hmm. and like betting that. Do you know what I mean? And that's no. And I, it was October. And I was. I was. I'd actually had quite a good month in October. Mm-hmm. One that one but and I was walking to work one day, and something just happened. Man, it was like. So something just fell out of the sky, and it was like that team. So my guardian angel just fell out of the sky, you know what I mean? Just like that. This is what's going to happen. I'm walking to work, I was walking in a town, and I've walked up, and I've went to, I've went to uh, Shelton Road, and I'm walking, and it's the lad books on Shelton Road, and it basically it's like, uh, responsible gambling week, let's talk, you know what I mean? It's like, when the fun stops, stop. And I just stood, and I looked at this, and I went, you know what, man, see for the past, Especially the, the two, it was basically two years my life had been kind of fucking hell man through it and it, but the last the, the year in that was the worst and I looked at it and I went what am I fucking doing man I was like these these people are putting up these signs and trying to actually help you and I know what like you are and I know what they do and I know I'm not email to bombard this and I know he email me and say you've not used your account now why are you not using your account now right. do you know what I mean I know they do that I see this and I just looked at it and I went to get to myself, do you know what, I'm, I'm fucking done with this man. And I said to myself, I'd read a book when I was going to Ibiza, and it was about like, how to bet, like how to bet sensibly basically. And I went, do you know what, I'm going to give this a try. And I, every month since I've been in profit, but I've, my stakes have reduced mentally. Like, I, 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 over, over, I, wrote, I wrote an article where I said I'd only bet 28,000 in a year. Well, only 28,000, I know people were like, what the fuck. But... <laughs> It was actually, I didn't even look, man. I looked in, I looked into my sky bet, and I'd done six grand on that as well, because I've used them primarily bet 365, mm-hmm. and I'd done six grand on sky bet as well, and another grand on bet fair, and I was like, £35,000. That's like, insane. I was like, and I, it's, now I'm operating at like maybe like I'm betting like £400 a month. Mm-hmm. Whereas I was stating like two and a half grand, three grand a month. Mm-hmm. Do you know what I mean? So every time you're getting a winner, you're just putting it back on. Well, that was that. I've had some massive ones. I've won through, like, I've cut like a grand, two grand, and stuff like yeah. that. I could easily spunk it within three years. Like, and it was it started to become a point. It wasn't about winning anymore. It was just about gambling. It's like you could go. On, I could go into a bookies, and I could go like that. <laughs> I'd sit in there for two hours and I'd walk out even and go, yeah, fucking yeah, I was good for it. That's, that's like my pal um, at just every about Christmas time put up and I said okay, I'd like to ask you about this as well so three days in a row he put up a screenshot of his winnings like his bets yeah. and I think he won something obscene like eight or nine grand over these three days and I text him kind of jokingly saying you better start sharing these tips and he said I wouldn't uh, bother because for the year I'm only three pounds in profit like do uh, you think people constantly because sh- there's obviously a lot of factors now you mentioned earlier that Skybet have emailed you 13 times in uh, 7 days uh, before we came on that's what I've so said that to you man, I've there's, showed you 
there's that, there's you know constant advertising, it's everywhere you go. Do you ah. think people sharing, like say somebody sharing their winners, do you think that contributes as well to... Of course, because it's it's sort of, uh, making it romantic gambling, it's, that's what it's like, it's like... It's, <laughs> You, you look at it and you go to yourself what is a fiver and a fiver's fuck all when you start mm-hmm. but it's, it's what it gets to right. it gets to much much more than that do you know what I mean it gets to it doesn't get to that for all people but I think we're in a stage now while we're in the digital age right. and we're in, a, we're in a era where it's never been done like this before mm-hmm. but when my dad gambled for instance my dad tell it was like he's like the shop the shops were it was days where the shops were not open I think it was like Easter and stuff like that mm-hmm. and they would never be open and like what days the shops are not open this Christmas Day I think I think, mm. it's, I think it's Christmas I might be wrong on this but I think it's Christmas Day and Easter Sunday really? I, could be, I could be totally wrong on Easter Sunday but I'm sure it's two two days because I'm sure it's, it's opening New Year's Day it's either, it's either New Year's Day or Easter Sunday I'm, I can't remember what one it is I've looked in it before but they're open all the time now and they're open for I think the one on uh, which street is that called again is it Renfrew Street the one in Renfrew Street opens at 8 o'clock in the morning really ah, yeah, I mean, who's the gambling at 8 in the morning ah, but that's the thing no? it's, 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 as I said about the digital age it's like 24-7 like, like, I can say to you like, for, my Saturday morning used to be mate, it used to be I would get, I'm an early riser obviously just mm-hmm. a job I day and I've always had been an early riser I've got my bed at like 9 o'clock every night but I would wake up about half five right I'd own my phone on the bed bolt. Mm-hmm. and that's I think boredom people gamble do you think the apps and all that capitalise on oh, people's boredom a hundred percent a hundred percent because I would go and mate the Australian dogs would be on the Australian horse racing right? right and that would take me up to about maybe like nine o'clock and then they'd kind of like finish and go to Indian horse racing thought about that for an hour would never dare big on that because it's a lot of shit basically but I'd still right. gamble I'd still do fivers that on it I could lose like 30 quid in an hour do you know mm-hmm. what I mean and then after that South African races started I think called Morning Live started on at the races so that's the Towster uh, and that was like eight dogs running just to fucking love it man and then that would take me up to like with the South African racing at about 12 o'clock and the British racing would all start to start and then you'd, I'd sit and do that and if I wasn't going to the Celtic game sit all day in and I'd sit and go to the pub usually a five o'clock game so sit and I'd have a bet in that and then nighttime racing came on and just the other stuff you could bet on darts and all that do you know what I mean mm-hmm. and that was that it was a full full just constantly I was doing it 24 7 oh not 24 7 obviously you need to sleep but that's what what had happened to me with bet 365 was they actually the government have, the government have been quite good I hate the Tories right mate I'll put it out there I hate them right snap right, but they've, 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 it's genuinely the one thing they've been kind of good at doing is like, uh, regulating the gambling industry mm-hmm. they've done they've done a lot to actually push through like, motions like the fob tea reduction that's going to be happening but that's now been pushed back for April to uh, October so but it, for anybody who doesn't know what is it a fob tea is a fixed odds betting terminal and it's been described as a crack cocaine uh, in the gambling industry basically what it is is you can play online games you can play roulettes mm-hmm. you can play like, slots etc but it gives you a chance to lose a uh, hundred pound like, every minute basically it's so easy to do now the, you need to lose a hundred pound you need to have your it's like a restrictor basically turn mm-hmm. off with fifty pound but right. fifty pound spins on it you can go and go at yeah pick a number's fifty pound bang spin the ball 10-15 seconds later it can get beat it's simple as that that is the main issue in the gambling industry so they're being regulated a wee bit now they're being they're, 
they're being it's basically the way they've been the way it's been described is like the way they're cutting it back so you can't they're banned in Ireland they're banned oh, in you Ireland can't get them. Can't, get, can't get them in Ireland they, they realised right away how bad uh, this was it's deprived areas it's really bad do you know what I mean do you think it's people trying to boost their income is that a part uh, of it 100% how many people do you think like, get their uh, their welfare money basically and they've got their welfare money and they go in and they go to get fuck me but like 60 quid a week or something uh, like that 60 quid every two weeks like Fuck my mate, doing that man. Yeah, try I mean? and increase try, it. Just comes, comes back to go to pub and stuff like that. I've heard I mean? it said that um, like lottery tickets, scratch cards, and these things are like a tax on the poor, like a sort of. I definitely as a guaranteed income. I will. I definitely because the only easier ones to get a holiday. Do you know mm-hmm. what I mean? Like, come on, just made that fame and nobody ever sees it. But then, but like the forties, the forties because any cunt can play a forty. Mm-hmm. So I mean, it's, it's simple. You go and you, you, you get a board. You dot your fingers about man, I got the numbers and bang, and it can come in. Aye. I think Mel, like me, like the horse racing, I think it's more skill to be honest. You know what I mean? But that's how that's how they've they've got so many people in, they've got so many people in the forties. Is there a way that do you know? Do the bookies have like a sort of like an aim to get people to use them to oh, try and get them on it? How would they do that? percent, and it's it was a person I know in the bookies to help with us. If you are been in a bookies and you don't play 40s and you look like newbies you would call them no no right. right away because you they kind of stand up man like gen- typical punters are usually business class or workies basically uh-huh. it's, it's, uh, people you sell a lot of people with suits in that one you sell a lot of people in like work gear that's mm-hmm. just the way it is the ones that are is kind of like people our age right. that are like kind of like just in like maybe like trainers and jeans and stuff like that and we could, like managers and that can tell me for a mile off and we'll come up and do so come up and go to get oh have you ever used one of the 40s or fixed dogs I mean you should use one here do you know what I'll do I'll start a wee voucher on it for you you can play and you can just try it out so it's a wee demo mm-hmm. I've never seen anybody losing the demo mate yeah. they take losses on the demo the demo is there and tie you in and once you're in you go to get fuck you go and cash it out a lot of times you can get free bets off it and all that do you know what I mean I and don't know uh, you'll give you a five or three bet you stick it in the machine you could win and they try they try to get you try to get your brain because there's a the BBC done a study on it and it showed you a normal person's brain against somebody like, somebody else's brain that's playing a 14 eight. and she shows you hit that button she colours everywhere aye, in that brain aye, on, aye. The, on the scan do you know what I mean I've, um, I've played them I've got like, like the max I'd put in would be about a fiver but I, I, kinda, I noticed this quite early on that one of my pals when we were still at school so like 16, 17 said if you go in and put a pound in and pick five numbers and uh, we always did 025811 that it would come up and you'd win £7.20 uh, and uh, at that point that was enough, I, I was happy with that I'm uh, getting a subway but we kind of realised that that must be so you go oh this is easy uh, and then just kind of keep playing well as I, as, I, as I say to you before we started talking this when I thought about really I don't really I'm not a big roulette player but when I do play it, I've, I've played it and I've, I've lost, I think the main stab would say I've lost about 150 quid in one, which when you look at what I've staked on horses before, is fucking pennies, and I would, I'd, I'd play the board and I'd maybe be like, I'd maybe put a tenner in, I'd win 150 quid, mm-hmm. but I wouldn't be content and I'd lose that 150 quid, and then I'd feel like I'd lost 150 quid and I'd start trying to get 150 quid back, I've never had it in the first place, <laughs> and you don't even realise you're doing it, you just tune, it's like all tuned in your brain. And like they, they try and entice people in like when you when you're in the like 
they know they know who to, they know who to target. They know they know the market they want to target. They're not daft. I mean, a multi-billion pound industry. Mm-hmm. Do you know what I mean? They've learned. That that woman that owns Bet three six five. Does she know? I'll pay herself something insane, like a quarter of a billion last year. One, one, one of the richest, one of the richest women in the world. But this is what I, this is what I hate about the gambling industry. There's a, a lassie called Megan McCannery who won, who staked money, had lost money, and then ended up having a bet. Right, she won one million, and they never paid her. They never paid her, and they says she was using because in their terms and conditions. And this is what I mean, their terms and conditions, they can do what the fuck you want. <laughs> I don't let anybody kid you and say they can't. Right. They've, they've, they've been getting away from it for years. And basically, she's won that and they're like, no, you're not getting your money. And they can't do it and they say they're using it. They just took to court and it's a long drawn out process. And they'll probably draw it and draw it and draw it. But eventually, most of the time they get that money. It was like, I know a guy, Barney Curley, another year, like, he's a, like a horse, like, he's in a horse racing owner and stuff like that. And basically, it, a gamble, it's called, and what he'd done was, horse racing can be corrupt, right? I'm not going to lie that, mm-hmm. I lie about that, it's, it can, so what he'd done was, the horse he'd, he'd owned, he'd fucking, basically ran them like shite, so like, they were running like last, 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 basically, but any like, but he'd, he'd train them properly, and they'd go and put them fast date, and they'd get people to lump on, and you'd have a gamble, right? And then they try to not pay his relatives, mm. even though his relatives were not getting to David. Do you know uh-huh. what I mean? Like, that's because when they say third party, you, can, you can't have any third party like, influences on you. Uh-huh. Do you know what I mean? And it's it's it's, it's, it's disgusting. Do you know what I mean? Like, number of bookies that are in Glasgow now, but there's I think it's two hundred and five bookies in Glasgow. So I mean, we are one of the most for per head of population, we've got the most bookies. Right. Like in what cities? Uh-huh. Mel London, basically. Do you know what I mean? Well, money in the pride there is I know the bank's there it's pretty simple to see do you know what I mean what's your thoughts you, you spoke about this with me last week what's your thoughts on how saturated the like your know, spookies in sort of deprived working class areas compared to uh, your so called upper class areas uh, well Sh- Shettleston for instance is uh, 0.8 mile there's 8 bookies so every 0.1 mile there's a bookie mm-hmm. do you know what I mean there's 3 Valley Hills 3 uh, Valley Hills 2 Ladbrokes and to Betfred. The Betfred are right across the road feature. But it's, it's Aye. what had happened was Ladbrokes and Coral had merged. When Ladbrokes and, right. and Coral had merged, they had to give up some of their shops. Right, okay. So most of the ones in East End of Glasgow, like, like the one at Parkhead, there was Aye. a Betfred at Parkhead, it was a green one. Aye, Aye. Right, I well, see, that was a Coral just across that, a Parkhead across. Mm-hmm. That's now a Betfred. When you go down to Shelston Road, Betfred already had a shop, but across the road, it's not, not direct across the road, but it's you walk across the road, you walk, walk maybe 50 yards or something like that, mm-hmm. and it's the bet for the game. And why is that there in my position? Because it's beside the drum pub, and it's going to get mad about people going into it. Mm-hmm. And that's, I, I don't understand it. How come when you, when you go to a nightclub, you get knocked back for being mad about it? But I can walk in it at my pal's 18th, we're out in Nikos, and I can spunk 300 quid into a roulette machine. Because uh, basically, that, that's the best I've lost in a roulette machine that night. But actually, 300. Because what had happened was my big pal had lost 300 and the upper uh, upper that I'm on had went, this bastard's gone in for you. <laughs> this bastard's gone in for you. And I went, put 300 in. And I went, fuck. But I ended up winning that night. Because this is how mental it is. They, they know they can see what you're playing. But the uh, person I was talking about when I was in the bookies before, she'd better get to me. That boy now, they can see your screen what you're betting. She went, and I knew the boy, the boy, it was at the one in Renfrew Street, as I was saying, mm-hmm. I knew the boy, I used to, I used to work alongside the boy, 
She's like, I tell you this man, he's put 12 and a half quid in that machine, and like this basically like 40 minutes, and I didn't pay that a penny. Do you know what I mean? 1200, that's, that's but, life running. Mate, and, but do you know what, do you know what, I, it is, but you can see, you can see if people starting to get frustrated in that, and why is people just sitting there alone and screaming and shouting and shouting? Mm-hmm. And there, there's people that's not trained, and there's people that are, uh, only one man, or uh, one woman in a shop, and they're expected to take a look, they're expected to take a look, and talk to these people and tell them, are you alright? Do you know I what I mean? And that's no safe, that, that's no safe, that's what these Bob T things, Bob T's especially, because you lose some money that quick and start to get into it and you don't know you're doing it. You see people punching the machines, you, you seen, you've seen instances where people pick up chairs and put chairs <coughs> through them and all that. seen a couple of videos on social yeah. media and it's sad. at the time like I, I laughed because I'm like, what the hell is going on here? But now knowing, or sort of having a wee bit of an insight, I've realised that person's obviously at the end of... They've either lost breaking all their wages, breaking point, aye. Breaking and it's point. not funny at all, I, it's quite troubling. I, I've been I've been at breaking point at least ten times, man. What made you, you said obviously you were walking down the street and you saw the sign saying where the fun stop stops, was that what made you chuck it or had you been kind of leaning towards that or was there any sort of low points that oh, got you there? There's many low points, mate, do you know what I mean? It's like, it's, as, I say, as I say to you last week on the phone, that it's meant to go to a hotel with my ex-partner, man, and fucking... I ended up just, I rattled all the money, mm. rattled every penny, I, just, I didn't know what to do, I just, I grit me, I grit for fucking ages, man, my pals were sitting in this and probably so I fucking went for that, but, hey ho, uh, but I just, I, I couldn't, it was starting to, it was starting to get to the point that I was, that, that I don't know why, I don't know why that scene done, done it for me, mm-hmm. I don't, I just looked at it and I just thought, you are terrorising my life, basically, yeah. do you know what I mean, you just, they, they were shaping my life, because they were shaping it in the, the sense that, I was losing all my money, and then when I was losing all my money, I was having to tap people, which would mean when I had to tap people, I had to wait till the next week for that wage, so I'd give them that money off the tap, and then I would gamble a lot of it away again, and then I wanted to go to my pal, so I was going to Ashton Lane or something like that, mm-hmm. so I'd have to tap again, and it was just a constant cycle, and I never had any money, uh-huh. and as I said to you, see, before I went for that operation, I saved up all this money, I was on less money, I was on like £250 a week as an athlete, it's my fourth year, and I, I, I was on less money, but more money, because the, you're no, you're no letting yourself into, into what they want you to be. They want you to lose all your money. And see when you start getting good, like, I, I, like Betfred, see for instance when I'm talking about Betfred to get free. Mm-hmm. I won like eight hundred and half quid in Betfred and they've restricted my account. Right that, that's mental, like, because they'll not restrict anybody when they're paying massive, massive stakes. Now, I don't, unless you're a, and let's say the top 1%, nobody's got thousands to be to be gambling every month, so uh, they'll not restrict you, but as soon as you start taking their money, they'll restrict you. There's a guy who got in touch with me saying that somebody he knows was a, quite a high gambler, and whatever company it was, would take him to the Emirates to see Arsenal, they took him to Vegas. Uh, the well, minute he started winning, they don't want to know him. I was, uh, but I was talking about... Is your mattress making noises it never used to? Or is it sagging? Causing you to... Then it's time to get a new one. Get the best sleep at the best value with a Nectar mattress. Prices start at just $499. And you get $399 in accessories thrown in, a 365-night home trial, and a forever warranty. Go to Nectarsleep.com. He's a, he's a guy that uh, he's kind of like your old 
typical Tory basically right. now woman to shake out she did a fantastic job and getting these because she was this is a social bike place basically right. people so uh, up and down the country people are people are basically people are committing suicide cause these machines do you know what I mean that's I'd like to touch on that there's been obviously we know right there's right. been a lot of I don't know if it's maybe just more documented because we're on the social media but there's been a lot of suicides like people our age guys our age and a bit older do you think and there's often times when people say they just seemed fine now I'm not saying that depression wasn't a factor but I just feel that for depression to get that bad for so many people I've, of the same background I, I, I don't know if I, 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 I the, the majority of the time unless I was in an actual gambling phase like that's what I was doing mm-hmm. I seemed fine when I was gambling I didn't really show any emotion I showed mm-hmm. that I was I just didn't talk I just I was like tunnel vision didn't talk I'd be angry sometimes if my horse got done and I'd be like uh-huh. fucking hell man you're joking kind of like that but then I'd like, kind of settle back down I'd go back to my phone go right what's the next race basically yeah. but there is, there is a link is it, is it all to do with gambling no but is gambling got a part to play in it part, I, 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 think it, I think it does I think it does because you're seeing more and more people. I mean, there's uh, I looked at the figures the day. Uh, Four hundred thousand people have got a problem, uh, and two million people are at risk of a problem. The gambling. Aye, that's in the UK. That's like one in thirty, but sixty million in the UK. Uh-huh. But I mean, so I would even guess based on kind of what we've spoke about that that number could be higher. But so many people just keep it a secret. You lie about it. Uh, you lie about it constantly. Who did you open up to? Like who? Who did you first speak to? I spoke to I spoke to one of my pals over it. I, I, I just. I was talking today when I was like with my day in here but a lot of my pals knew how much I was gambling I don't think you knew because it started to get to when it was getting to the later stages I wasn't really I wasn't really disclosing how much I was actually betting mm-hmm. I wasn't really like being I, I don't know why because I was getting higher and higher basically right. do you know what I mean and like even if I'd saved that a bit of money like I'd maybe like I went I think it was November uh, 2017 I know December of 2017, uh, January, I took a full month off, done it, full month off, there's not one day it went by, I didn't think I would gamble, mm-hmm. and it was sad, this is how sad it was, I was I walking in that uh, Nelson Mandela drove a tilt about obviously, mm-hmm. and I, I used to walk up, I used to go and get a three police street, and then when you go through the wee passage, so you go down to the wall level, there's a Ladbrokes, and it's ah, yeah. I used to just go and sit in it mate, I'd sit just in to it, be in just to be in it, I don't even, I, 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 I swear to my man dad's life mate, I never gambled. I never gambled once, mate. But I just used to sit. I used to get a feel for it. And I, I see them when I think of it. I'm like to myself, what was that actual thing? But it's just in the midst of an addiction. Uh-huh. You know what I mean? But people, people slag gambling addiction, and they, they try to, they try to ridicule you, and they go, mm-hmm. yeah, well, it's easy to stop now. It's easy to stop. But nobody really tells alcoholics it's easy to stop. Exactly. That's they just, ridiculous. They, nobody tells people, like, they go, yeah, you know the consequences. You know what you're doing. I was like. Surely, you can't tell me that 95% of the people that have ever done heroin mm-hmm. don't know the consequences. I know, exactly. They date, they date, they date because it's, I, 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 I believe, and I don't know if this has been like scientifically proven or anything like that, but I believe you're like born with like addictive personality. Mm. And if you can get addictions, and some people will just get addictions to different things. Some people get addicted to Xbox. Some uh-huh. people get addicted to say, cocaine. Uh-huh. Some people get addicted to gambling, do you know what I mean? I think it's in, I think it's in a lot of people. This is, this is going to sound like the most wee guy comparison, but obviously you get like you're getting some sort of dopamine hit, fitting some sort of enjoyment on some level. Like for me as a wee guy, I remember 
uh, this, this will sound really childish, but playing FIFA since uh, two in the morning. Uh, I've, got, I've got school the next uh, day, but I'm like, no, I know that this is going to be detrimental to uh, me, but I'm still going to play that, that next game. Mate, that, mate, that is it, man. It's, it's like that. It's uh, like, you're just you're sitting there and you know what you're doing, you, and your head's like, why the fuck am I doing this? But you just uh, keep doing it, do you know what I mean? And it's, it's, see, it's scary, but because there's that many, there's people there's people out there that have actually lost their life first mm-hmm. and that's what uh, that's what they say see when they have like the, the reduction in the 40s mm-hmm. for like 102 quid a spin and like that they'll still be there but it's like so if you're like a drug addict do you know what I mean like you chase you chase that you chase that hit do you know what I mean Aye. but if you're only getting a tiny wee hit it's the buzz really the same do you know what I mean it's, it's no you're getting like a tiniest tiniest wee bit of and it's you're doing that, but you can't really win much. The most you could, the most you could win off two pound is seventy two pound. Right. But you'd have to put it on one number, Aye. and the chances of that coming in are like, slim. If you if you if you done that and a fucking bookies like just normal, mm-hmm. just no, no chance, but really really slim chances. You know what I mean? If you could make any changes to the industry now, what would they be in terms of regulations or sort of descaling a wee bit? What would they be? I don't actually see see myself what. I don't actually know. I just because it's hard. It's hard to regulate it. Mm-hmm. Like, you, can you put if you if you like put a spending cap on something like that, or hundred pound a day or something like that on the online things. It's mm-hmm. what happens if people that are professional gamblers. Do you know what Aye. I mean? It's it's a really tricky industry to actually regulate. But I think more should be done for like people like me. And no one reason it was because the government had brought in things. Like, see if people are play, playing for such long periods of time. They send you a message. So I get sent that message repeatedly. I even I even made a, a funny joke about it on Instagram, and I, I, I screenshotted it, and it was like the amount of time you've been playing for is unsustainable, basically. And yeah. I, I was like, oh, when Bay cute, uh, when Bay sends you cute messages, basically. <laughs> do you know what I mean? Aye. But three six five sent me like, a questionnaire to do, and I filled it out. But honestly, then it says get a lie about. Uh, where you've been when you've been gambling I was like aye so I got a dog last year and fucking I used to just go out of my mind I'm taking the dog out man and I fucking knew where I was going I was going right down the bookies so dog, 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 dogs are allowed in bookies oh, are they allowed in? that's an R one dogs are allowed in bookies you know what I mean so you, I used to walk in the bookies my wife's like aye I've done it for ages I was like aye if I took her in Tokyo's park or what you know what I mean and, so I, 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 I said that and they fought me and they went like that. I, my band's actually up next week for them. No, that days. I we're getting you, we're getting, we're hitting your plane too much. But they said the government have kind of forced them to do that. I was like, alright, I, I think you should take a self explosion. And I, I was kind of in my midst at this, and I was like, self explosion. I thought, what self explosion? Do you know what I mean? No, like, no, but, but you need to. And I was like, but I don't want it. No, that. Well, you need to. It's like six months. It's like, I said to him, what is the minimum now? Six months. But you ban me there and you can just go to any other bookies, is that Aye. right? You can self exclude yourself for the shops. Mm-hmm. Every shop, but, but trying, to, trying to get that, man. Trying to see that you can go to England and they're not going to know who you are. Exactly. You know I mean? It's kind of like League Griffiths, do you know what I mean? Like, he's, he's well known and he's banned himself at all the shops, do you mm-hmm. know what I mean? But how 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 does that stop him sometimes like see it on basically online if you still do it online yeah. if he wanted to even though he'd banned he sell at shops and that there's like John Hartson John Hartson most I've written through Kyle Lafferty was another 
high profile one recently. It's just it's it affects anybody. And I think that's the thing with gambling. It's it's not just the deprived areas, it's rich people, it's mm-hmm. anybody. See when you play, is it the buzz of putting the bet on or the buzz of winning or potentially winning? Like ah, what? It's, it's a buzz of the bet. Really? Yeah, so I, I don't really like football betting, I think it's too, too long. Aye. Do you see that sitting for 90 minutes? That balls, balls the fuck out me. Aye. I love watching a horse race. I love watching a five for long sprint and selling about a minute. Do you know what I mean? What I like in this is the extent of what I would put on is say putting a fiver on like three or four teams Aye. and then watching it because I find it gets me in. And, and I'm, see when I say that, mate, I must do that once every six months or something. Mate, that's a regular occurrence for me and my pals every Saturday. Doing a Kimberly watching the schools. It just doesn't even, it doesn't cross my, which I'm pleased about, I'm glad. This doesn't enter my mind, Aye. but something, like the last time I did it was at Celtic Park, I think we played Hearts, and I put one on, put Aye. a fiver on, I got 40 quid back, and Aye. mate, I didn't stop talking about it for about <laughs> a month. Like, I was like, I won 40 quid in the bookies. You and see that, see that for me, mate? See that fiver to win 40, mate? I didn't even fucking speak about that to anybody. I was like, oh, that was like, I actually see, see, see in the Sunday. Yeah, pure, and I, I think I thought I'd win like 35 and I came out like oh no yeah, I know ah, like 70, 71 but you get a 5 uh, I, I was like absolutely over the moon yeah. I see because gambling I'm a fucking whiz kid by maths man <laughs> honestly <laughs> god man see fractions could never do them at school could do them fucking they ball or no do you know what I mean I, 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 like a, I can only be on the most simple bets because I'll be in and I'll be like and then I get this pure anxiety because I walk up to the counter and I'm like oh, I don't know if that's right mate I think I'm maybe Oh, maybe I didn't look at it right because uh, often they'll go like, what have you filled out here mate uh, <laughs> see that's that's the thing man see like, in the shops and that in the shops in the shops I think the shops are quite a kind of harder to lose your money excluding fob tees obviously uh, I think when you're in the shop it's kind of like you've got money a lot of the time <coughs> in your wallet mm-hmm. do you know what I mean so like, if you lost a hundred quid you know you've lost a hundred quid even if you enter that what translates to that I talk about Aye. But if you if you're on your phone, man, touch your button on it. Aye, and it's 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 your bank goes like ah, you need money left. Oh, ah, fucking hell, what happened there, man? Aye. Do you know what I mean? Happened to us a good few things. The last my my girlfriend, I'm meeting now, man. Like she she worries every day that I'm just going to like relapse basically, and I, I feel shite. But like I I feel I felt what I had to tell her when I started going out well that what I was like because I don't think it's fair on people because I. As I said, I've I've like started doing a different thing. I still gamble because when I when I put out my article in mm. November, what it started was I put a thread, I put out a thread writing. It was, it was in response to the Responsible Gambling Week, and it was like a seven tweet thread. Mm-hmm. I'm just how manipulative these people were, right. and what what we basically spoke about here. And seen a lot of people, man, that hurt my DMs and they were talking right. to me and they were saying, I've done this, I've done that, and I was like. Right, man, it's not just me. There's oh, no. and it's people. There's people out of school in that that you just wouldn't expect it to be. Like they were like like me. Like I always love sports, so like, and I always talk about sports. I always talk about horse racing on Twitter and all that. So like you know I'm into that. But Aye. people in it, you are know, like you, 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 you've done this. Do you know what Aye. I mean? I've had the. Uh, I, I kind of mentioned it. Aye. It was just an observation. First Aye. of all, on the amount of books I said, I, I see bookies everywhere in places like Parkhead Cross, Springburn. Well, Springburn, I see Springburn, sorry, I'm not up. Springburn, as I said, that's where my college was. You've got a Wally Hill on that corner, and I don't know if it's still there, but you walked up to Ever Shawpapers, and there was another Wally Hill there. What is it neat? I'm from it's the closest place then would be Ockenairn. So, Ockenairn Road, just next to the Tavern pub. 
Uh, why how? I locked it up. Did I you? Did I locked it in the community centre. There's that, there's Larbrooks, I'm sure there's another, and then it's just all Chinese, Aye. takeaways, kebabs, like. Well, you, you look at, you look at the, the prime example of this for me is Bailiston. That's where I get my boss for it. Mm-hmm. So I go to the Celtic games, and I, I used to be like a big bar, it was a lounge and a bar, yeah. it was massive, right? And Paddy Pillars, there's a Wally Hill, a Ladbrooks, and a. There was, there was a coral coral shut down now obviously as I talked about the Ladbrokes yeah. coral merger I don't think that fifth one takes take it and Paddy Power I don't think I think it's the only I might be right but I think it's the only I think, unless you get one in Duke Street I think it's the only one show we've got in East End of Glasgow and they bought half they didn't even buy it sorry they lease half the first slot right mm-hmm. so what they done was they've split it in two they've done the first slot the first slot so the first slot was an old man's pub a typical old man's pub right yeah. and They've leased at least at least the other half, they've turned it into a bookies and you walk out the door right and it's a two yard walk and you can walk right into the the Paddy Power and Bearsden and see that see when I went in, see when I had done my article, you're like, ah, what are you doing? Do you know what I mean? What are you talking about? So I was like, I'm just fucking telling the truth, I think it's wrong. I think mate, people are mad with it and like me, I have done it, I've been in there and I've been mad with it and I've lost money and it's just it, like you don't really realise when you're mad about how much money you lose because you're not drinking a lot of the time you're intoxicated so you're like to yourself right well when you wake up the morning you're like oh fuck man I've spent a fortune but you don't really remember how much you lost now and you go yeah I might have only been 20 quid but yeah like you've been a half quid and you borrowed I can't even imagine sometimes when I wake up for drinking I look at my bank and I'll Uh, think I'll be like I have genuinely been robbed at a cash point so if you're throwing gambling into that mix then that's only going to make that stress and and hell of a worse I don't, I don't see how it gets, I don't see how it can get regulated I know, I know it's no they're no basically they've not got a door gone into one another but it's, it's just good it's mm-hmm. the best they're going to get basically yeah. I, don't, I don't see how I, I, they talk about responsible gambling if TV that's just pure irresponsible gambling right. it's, 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 like, it's, it's hard it's, it's hard for people that don't gamble to understand but if you, just, you just need to, you just need to understand that the fact is it's such a blight on society and even if you don't agree with it and even if you think when you're listening to me checking out this cunt man I could have he could have done this and he's done that and he's lost this money and he's done that it's like I, I didn't realise at the time I was actually doing it mm-hmm. do you know what I mean it stardens me I've done it to myself right. it's, it's just it's hard it's, see but honestly I'm quite happy I've been able to have this informal chat with somebody mm-hmm. because obviously after I after I'd done that thread that day uh, when Britain's conversation got in contact with us I've been on a radar like I'd, mm-hmm. I was into politics when I was younger I spoke at some like, minor poli- political events yeah. but I'd never been I was like ah, I should broadcast it to honours of thousands of people and then I was on that and I was nervous because I was speaking to a guy and the guy was talking about his uh, dad had killed himself and I was like yeah, I'm not talking about my problems I was like man yeah. imagine being in that guy's shoes and it's like don't just think about me think about the other people that actually affects Aye. think about the people that have lost the family members for it mm-hmm. and like the amount of grievance they've had for it think about people that have maybe been gone on holiday and they're asking who they're going to get by the way I've just lost every penny and holiday fun so it happens I had somebody get in touch some of the messages after kinda, and I just touched on it people get in touch there was somebody there was somebody I also thought it was quite a male dominated thing but there's Aww. been quite a lot of women that have got in touch there was some, there's a woman who said she kept it secret she was gambling quite a lot um, and she saw it as a, a sort of psychological self harm which I just thought that's, okay, a, that's a, a deeper level but that, that, that is a I've never heard that phrase before but oh. I think that is a perfect phrase to describe what we mean because mm-hmm. 
it, it doesn't do it to you physically. Aye. Do you know what I mean? Like physically, you're you're fine. Like and when you look at when people look at like, if you're an alcoholic, sometimes like your face starts to get a bit worn out. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, if, like it's, it's a fact of life. Do you know what I mean? It's, but if you're gambling, you still look the same. Aye. Do you know what I mean? Like, it's, it's mentally, it's in your head. It's the thoughts that run through your head. It's, like, when I was sometimes when I'd lost, I'd lost money in roulette before and I went to sleep one night and I could just hear the, the woman like, like what? 26? <laughs> no, I mean, I was like whoa what the uh, fuck uh, man it's getting deeper oh, it's, that's an interesting thing you say there about people realising the impact it has not only on them but on other people either because I had somebody get in touch saying that they gambled their holiday money which I just thought was sad and also does require a bit of understanding for the people that don't gamble though that there is a compulsion because I think for anybody to say something like um just don't gamble. Fuck, uh, I mean, come on to fuck. Like that's just like as you say, saying to an alcoholic, I know how to cure your alcoholism, just don't go boozing. Uh, it's not that simple. It's, it's, but it's what, what annoys me is see you now like see like major industries like horse racing for instance, especially when it comes to forties. The way horse racing receives its like money, a lot of its money is through like betting levies. Right. So see for every shop that's like, as eight thousand two hundred six shops I think it is in Britain. I'll check that I've wrote it down. There is 8,406, sorry, right? right. Now, and that means there's 32,956 properties. Uh, and the gross you made last year, no profit, gross is at 14.4 billion. I couldn't, I couldn't, I couldn't find uh, the actual profit ah, they yeah, made after. But I would they need to actually, uh, what happens is with horse racing, they get a 10% of the gross profits. Mm-hmm. So, and they get money for seeing the screens in the shops. So the more shops that are open, the right, more okay, okay. the more they get. So like, the racing post, for instance, is like a leading horse racing newspaper. Mm-hmm. They came out and they've got cunts coming out and actual backing up forties, even though people are actually like any respected journal journalist that has me in cahoots with the BHA with the mm-hmm. British Horse Racing Association will say will say to ourselves, authority, sorry, no association. We'll see it ourselves, no, that's fine. Aye. But these people are getting like, their pockets lined through it, you know what I mean? And what happens is, like, you, before phones were big, through the levy, the, the old levy, it was in 1961, I believe, they would receive like 99.3 million a year. Mm-hmm. But then, by 2015, 2016, because of the uh, betting companies, a lot of them moved their accounts offshore right, to avoid paying their tax and levy, etc., it dropped down to 54.5 million. So, excuse me, sorry. <laughs> so, the online one, the online had basically took its toll, and that was 54.5 million. And then what had happened was they've uh, introduced a new betting levy, so it's, I think it's going to be a half million again. So, the racing post, the BHL app, oh, you just need to say that these things are alright and how mm-hmm. it's going to date horse racing. It's the same with Greyhound racing, the bookies can't control Greyhound racing now. Mm-hmm. So, in the past couple of months, it's starting at 8 o'clock in the morning and they're talking about responsible gambling how is that not targeting problem, problem gamblers that maybe only like me maybe don't really like to bet in Australian dogs or anything like that so mm-hmm. what we'll do is we'll throw him on Harlan at 8 o'clock in the morning we'll get and the first one was on a Thursday and then it was a fright I think it's now it's a lot of times it's Tuesday, Thursday and there's these 8 o'clock meetings starting it's, it's, it should be allowed <laughs> people should it should be allowed to bet that early man but but why, yeah, I know, uh, why Why? would you be such a hypocrite and say you're not targeting people and then do that? Eight in the morning. The prize money in Greyhound Racing is shite, mate. It's like, well, you're talking about 80 quid to win a race. Seriously? Uh, and even at the bottom level of horse racing, it's like two grand. 
but it's such a big money making machine do you know what I mean right. you need to you need, there's a lot there's a lot of people involved in these industries and they need, they need the money do you know what I mean so and with the bookmakers funding them basically it's, it's hard for them to walk away and turn around and try and say no do you know what I mean I don't know if any of these exist because I was going to say it's obviously quite hard to regulate or to sort of control that kind of thing because it is a free society we live in it's a capitalist society would you say that instead of tighter regulations and to please tell me if they exist but would it be worthwhile or a, do you think it would be a good initiative to start trying to educate people for a younger age on the downsides uh, or how gambling works definitely because I, do, I even think I feel like like me like I never went to gamble on anonymous but it's, I know you can find it on Google and that but it, it does take some courage for people I don't, I don't know if I want to go to that mm-hmm. I, don't, I, don't, I don't feel comfortable it going takes there. admitting that there's uh, an issue doesn't it it doesn't I lie to myself I want enough but I mean to go to gamble on ours for sitting in a lot of other people there's not enough funding for it do you know what I mean there's no like mental health services are strained as they are mm-hmm. I'd gamble on it as well people are strained for that it's, I mean it's like I've heard people before like talking when they go to actually see about their mental health mm-hmm. they go to well I've taken drugs before and they turn around and go to Gap well you've taken drugs that's what's causing our mental health next please mm-hmm. so like as you said the education would be good and like maybe even how do you teach people in school what uh, no, no, like, it's, it's 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 very, trying, uh, trying, like this is I've started kind of doing this myself I'm, I'm trying to now try to basically pluck up the courage man and try to find a way that I can help people I, I've looked at like maybe trying to set up like a charity or something like mm-hmm. that but and just like but I want it to be I want to I want this I, the main aim of me talking about this is I want to help people and I want people not to gamble uh. that's because I, I, I and people might go to Gap do you, you want people not to gamble you still gamble and I, I go I, I do gamble but the reason I gamble is because I've always done it do you know what I mean and I, 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 at least I can admit now I've had a problem Aye. and I've, I've I've tried to rectify it in a way but I know my acid test will come next next summer mm-hmm. next summer because now there's no night time racing on and I, I go to my uh, I started doing MMA and I've done that and that's kind of like take my head off it. I've been trying to just keep myself busy to just mm-hmm. know if I want to the trap. And the thing with being banned off Bet365, a lot of the stuff that I could bet on what Australian does and I don't really get that anywhere else apart from mm-hmm. there. So that's kind of helped but that band ends next week and then after that I, I, I'm actually thinking about Bet365 just self-exclude myself for a year mm-hmm. because I think it would help me and what I'm trying to do now, I've turned, I've started turning profit in it. I'm not betting as much. I'm, I'm feeling better because I, I don't feel as worried anymore. I'm not going for week to week anymore. I'm right. just, I'm kind of, I've kind of started. I've reduced my overdraft that I basically took it because gambling. I've took a thousand five hundred pound overdraft. I've reduced that down like by a grand now. Well, I mean that's a grand I could have probably saved, but it's, right. it's no my, it's no my money. It's the bank's money, so I'm just, I've reduced that. Mm-hmm. It's just, it's hard, man. <laughs> Were you saying that the aim is to help people? I think being as honest and forthright, because it was you that mentioned to me about coming on, so there is obviously a, a sort of desire to help people, which you've got to congratulate you and commend you on, because it is very brave. There's a lot of people that I've spoken to, which understandably, they don't want to be named. Uh, They'll maybe share their experiences, and there is an element of shame attached to it. What, what would your advice to be to, to somebody that's maybe listening to this and they're, they're, everything you're saying is resonating with them, you know, they can identify with it, but they're just a wee bit too scared to take that first step? Confide in somebody. That's what you need to do. You mm-hmm. need to talk to somebody. You, you don't, don't 
don't kid yourself on mm-hmm. just look at yourself look at your bank balance ask yourself what you've been doing with your money mm-hmm. look, at your, look at your profit loss and just, just say to yourself is this holding me back in life right. and if it is holding you back in life talk to somebody mm-hmm. and see see boss my uh, Twitter's Freel19 F-R-I-E-L 19 underscore and if you want to even talk to me about it because I've been through it just talk to us I said look, I'll never ever hold I've never ever had anybody accountable for what they're doing because I've been there myself. The same, I'll share your social media and the the notes in the episode. Um, The same goes for me, but at the same time, not that I don't want to speak to anybody, I don't think I'm a very good uh, point of contact, really, because I can offer some. Anybody's a good point of contact. I can open up to something. Somebody can find them because you need to talk to somebody Mm -hmm. about it. Because the more you keep it to yourself, the the problem will probably set in I completely take that back then if anybody does want to get in touch honestly feel free because you'll certainly not be the first I think I I wish people realised how widespread and common it is but I think because people don't speak about it they then perhaps think they're the only person Um, but the thing is the thing is I don't realise I actually as you said they're the only person that's the kind of way I apart from one of my pals is the same as me but that was kind of the way I thought. Like, I'm not me and him. What? No one can't start doing this. Maybe one or two other people, but Aye. it's when you see the DMs I was getting. That was Aye. Like, that, you know, I said, what is Aye. Can you imagine? How, how is this happening? Do you know what I mean? Um, I I think that that makes a lot of sense. Haven't you said there about sort of really being or, being honest and being open with yourself? Um, I think it's like anything as well. When you keep it in, when you when you bottle it up, when you don't confide in anybody, it maybe seems worse and it seems a bit insurmountable like how can I ever get over this but I think at the end of the day although it does cause a lot of stress it is only money and it can be it's something that can be resolved as you've kind of shown like you're kind of then you're now getting back in control of it money put it this way you can if you you can lose money but you can always you can get money back if you if you end up getting to the point your breaking point and you take your life you'll never get your life back and that's that happens so Far too often these days. Aye. It happens among people our age, like eighteen to twenty-five. Far too much these days, mm-hmm. and it's you don't need gambling. You, you don't need gambling to be another issue, and that basically because what's happening, what is happening with mental health now is it's terrible that we are young, predominantly males as well, not Aye. taking their own life. Do you know what I mean? You don't want to add gambling. I feel feeling done. Don't add gambling into it. It, it can be seen as a way to get a high, but uh-huh. it can be it can be a very very low as well. I, I would just tell people not to gamble. Uh-huh. I would t- I would tell them not to gamble. That is that is how I feel about it. Now. I, I'm strongly about it because I know what like industries. I know how manipulative they are, and I would rather I would rather people just never done it. I mean, full stop. Aye. what you're saying there about you know you can get money back. Now I, le- I read somebody saying, I think she said that people dug her up because she spoke about having anxiety but also spoke about drinking and taking drugs at the weekend and she kind of explained it as being a need for an outlet or a necessary high because she felt so low uh, um, you talked about on Twitter uh-huh, you know, aye do you see that aye uh-huh, I did see aye she spoke well uh-huh, I understood aye, no, what she said I, 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 I tried to my back her up and she she mailed me filling me up and I was like, she, uh, I, was like I was like I backed you up you <laughs> 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 no, I mean I was, I was like I backed you up it's because the last year she was arguing we liked it right. and I was like I backed you up and she got off <laughs> I was like, I'm a I understood that, and it's like sometimes it is so. 
that you know if people feel so low they need that we high but ultimately that's what's just exacerbating the issue as I said to you when I lost I mastered my booze do you know what I mean Uh I had booze and just drink myself into a coma get up and go to work the next day and hopefully it was own month, own monthly pay it was a lot easier to lose money mm-hmm. so I'm back to weekly pay now right. whereas if you fuck it weekly it's like you get it in the next week again but it's like if you you lose it in monthly you can, I can budget yourself Aye. whereas if you lose it in weekly it's kind of like bang it's away and then you'll need to tap to Aye, get it in the next week until you get a Friday or whatever so confiding in somebody's a kind of first step what would then be a more professional point of contact the professional point of contact has got to gamble on anonymous that is kind of normal. Do you just know. Google Gambling Anonymous? Just Google uh, Gambling Anonymous and it'll come up centres you can visit. Mm-hmm. I, I think the closest one to me is Parkhead, I'm sure there's one. Right. And it's different meetings at different times. But that's the scary thing, apart from that, there's mm-hmm. not really anything. That, I can imagine that being quite scary, but then again, you, you're going into a group of people that are understanding that you're going, you're, going into, you're going into a group of people that have done this there'll be people that have done it a lot worse than you and there'll be people that probably have done it as bad as you mm-hmm. I just me personally I kind of wanted to try and date myself as I said I feel as if I've got a quite strong mind mm-hmm. I wanted to do it I wanted to date myself but if, it's just you'll find your way to get over it do you know what I mean you, mm-hmm. and you you need to if you've got a problem there's no point in getting basically hooked into it any longer because they're just going to keep robbing you your money and you work too hard for it. Ah, exactly. To just just give it up freely to them. Um, it's definitely a, there will be people that are listening. I'm sure that have had those sort of suicidal thoughts. That's quite scary. Um, obviously, the thoughts probably come as a result of either not wanting to persist or persevere with the situation as it is. But once you take that step, that's it. Like that's final. There's there's no as you say. There's no opportunity to sort of reconcile or. That's it, if, you take, if you take your life you're never going to get your life back I mean if you, lo- you can lose everything through it you've Aye. still got your life uh-huh. but it's going to take a long time to rebuild for some people because mm-hmm. people lost tussies you've lost everything through it but you can still you can have a go at rebuilding do you know what I mean what, um, is there any sort of reading material that, that has helped you like have you read people's articles or accounts that sort I, of helped you through it see to be honest it's it's kind of like flashpoints on Twitter I've read uh-huh. and I've read it but for me I read a book it was Kevin Blake's book and it was about uh, what's it called again it's Kevin Blake so I'll, I'll google it now because that will annoy me it's like something like how to be, how to be like not how to be a gambler but mm-hmm. don't be like don't let everybody fool you into the fact that every gambler's a loser basically uh-huh. Kevin Blake's book, but right. that's like that's what I read to for me. But as I said, that was just that's what changed my perception on gambling. Because if you're betting cartoons and all that, mm-hmm. they're designed to beat you. Right. Do you know what I mean? But reading material for like stopping it, it's basically the best thing you could do is probably just Google it and just right. Google just Google the manipulative ways of bookmakers in the UK. And that amount of stuff that will come up is unbelievable. What what sort of manipulation have you been subject or susceptible to, which you've then identified? Bombardment of emails asking me to gamble. Uh, when I hadn't been gambling with Bet365, they would ask me if I'd lost my uh, login details. Well, <laughs> uh, gone into shorts as I say, and getting asked if I've used 40s. Mm-hmm. 
uh, being in casinos and getting when I've been playing at tables, asked if I want my drink for nothing, so uh, they can keep you the table and you're not taking your mind off how much money you're losing. Uh, what else, man? Do you ever go into casinos? Ah, uh, go into casinos. Now and again, mostly it's a night out. Right. But if, I, if I knew I could get free booze at a casino, I would definitely hang about it. But I've uh, never been. It's, they know, who, they know who's playing at uh, tables. Okay, you know, I think a lot of times people watching. Did you ever go in the, the casino in the currency? No, I did because not. Because see the guy, it's highly, highly 99.9% impossibly unlikely that he's listening to this, but the guy who was like the manager uh, was a pure double of Stelios that ran easy jet. <laughs> uh, I, I remember asking him when I was drunk, I was like, here mate, has anyone ever told you it like Stelios? Took me by the collar, get to fuck. Uh, uh, so I was never really allowed back in. Casinos, casinos are strike. Cas- casinos are a lot of the time won't let you in if you're mad at it. Uh, I think a lot of the time they feel mad at people are just into fucking fuck about it. After a night out and you've not got a gaff to go to, you'll go to a casino a lot of the time, you know what I mean? So, but so when they see people playing and they go to gaff, like, it's like fucking Vegas. Uh, see Vegas, let's see high, high gamblers. Like, I rollers, man, they'll get fucking put in penalties. <laughs> I don't know, something I can My pals tell me about that last week, actually. There's that Louis Farouk does a documentary. Aye, that guy, aye, like, they vacate the big suite and all that. Aye, and he's, Louis aye. Fer- I said, I, Louis Fer- I think it's, I can't remember mind if it's Louis Farouk's uh, weird weekend. Aye, that's what it was, uh, Louis Farouk's. Aye, aye, and this, there's an old woman and all, and she's on playing it, and she's playing the fucking slots, man. Basically, fucking off all retirement, you know, man. For a buzz, and I'm sure he said that guy lost all his money. Or he, no, he was like 30 grand up and he lost it. And Louis Farouk's nah. like, why did you not chuck it? And he's like, why would I chuck it at 30 grand? Like, uh, it's, it's like a year's salary for people, mate. It's chasing, it's chasing it, mate. You chase the thrill, man. So it's, 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 as you say, it's like a thrill and an impulse sometimes more than it is trying to win money. Ah, mate, 100% percent man. It's fucking better than six, man, all the time. That's what it's like, mate. What's, what's your, like, for example, right, and this might sound really naive, but if I was a gambler and I was about to put say 200 quid on a horse I think I would say to myself wait a minute you could spend this on flights in a hotel somewhere like is that a viable trick or is that just dreamland nah nah for people that haven't got a problem I remember we gave a rock solid tip or something like mm-hmm. that some daft day but I hear by the way man this one of and that's, that's gonna win the ball uh-huh. ask yourself what you could spend that money uh-huh. on if you're in the midst of a problem you'll probably go to that to yourself nah it's fucking who cares you know what I mean just about this you kind of just start to forget about money mm-hmm. don't care about it anymore it's just another thing you just need to get your need to get your fix everything if you if you could speak to like a younger you just when you kind of were on the cusp of starting getting into gambling like what advice would you share with yourself don't do it just don't just, just don't do it man just don't it's not it's not worth wrecking our relationships it's not worth the the strain it puts on your friendships with people. Mm-hmm. It's no worth the strain it puts on your in mind. It's no it's just no worth it. It's like unless you're gonna put a pound on and win two million pounds mm-hmm. and never gamble again, it's it's really no worth it. It's high, I mean obviously there are professional gamblers that can be up but I'd say they But they they're the they're the they're the same. Like there's a documentary on a guy, he owned a horse demon his name escapes me. And like he was, he was talking about Harry Finlay, I believe his name is, and he's talking about like how much he'd staked on stuff and mm-hmm. all that. Do you know what I mean? And he's broke now. But this this guy, this guy lived the the high roller life. This mm-hmm. guy, this guy used to go out and he would 
they survived it basically mm-hmm. and he brought the winner of a gold cup and all that do you know what I mean like, he was a gambler he was a professional gam- gambler do you know what I mean he ultimately lost out and, and, yeah ultimately lost out the last the last I did he lost out but it's like, it's like you see you see people like that and like sometimes it all comes crashing down even for people like that that were brilliant I thought mm-hmm. it's just if, if you can go through your life and no gamble I'd advise you to do it man is it just as we wrap up? Is there anything else you'd like to share or anything else you want to give an account of? No, man, I, I, I genuinely, I think, that, I think that's it, man. It's, as, I, as I said, it's just, I would, I would advise everybody just not to do it, man. Right. It's, it's basically brought me through, it's, it, sorry, took me through hell at times. I've great about it. I've smashed things in my house about it. Mm-hmm. I've shouted at tellies and no, usually when nobody's into it before, man, I've just, it, it did, it, it did, but I now feel like myself, I'm kind of on a route to stopping it. I don't, will I ever stop gambling? I think I might one day to be fair, but then other days I think I'll never stop it. That's just the way it is. So, good luck with it, mate. Thanks for, for coming on and speaking, because I think you're there. A lot of good, uh, much appreciated. No, 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 On a warm summer's evening, on a train bound for nowhere, I met up with a gambler. We were both too tired to sleep, so we took turns to stare. Thanks for listening. I hope you enjoyed that. Thanks again to Connor for coming on, sharing his, his time and his expertise and giving a detailed account of his experience um, with gambling. If you needed to hear that, or maybe it's something you have no idea about, I hope it served some sort of purpose. I'll be back next week. Uh, again, I'm not entirely sure who that is going to be with, so I can't really say it. But I hope you, I hope you tune back in to listen. As always, if anybody fancies leaving a rating or a review, it does help. So feel free. See you next time. Drink down my last swallow. Then he bummed a cigarette. Asked me for a light, and the night got deathly quiet. His face lost all expression. Said if you're gonna play the game, boy, you gotta learn to play it right. You got to know when to hold up, know when to fold up, know when to walk away, know when to run. You never count your money when you're sitting at the table. There'll be time enough for count when the dealing's done. Now every gambler knows the secret to surviving is knowing